One of the great joys of my childhood was playing organized baseball for roughly a dozen years. Uh, I enjoyed it tremendously. Uh, played with different teams, different friends, made a lot of really awesome bonds and had some amazing memories. By the time my junior year of high school rolled around, I just discerned that it was time to step back. I was, again, a junior at SLU High, and we had some freshmen that were better players than me, and I knew that I was probably going to ride the bench if I made the varsity team my junior and senior year. Uh, So I I told the coach that I was not going to be trying out for my junior year. And it was hard. It was a hard thing for me to do. It was turning a page on a chapter in my life that I loved a great deal, and there were many things that I would miss about not playing baseball. And I loved the game. I loved the game of baseball so much. I, I could talk for 20 minutes just about that, but I won't because I care about you as my spiritual children. But the thing that I knew that I was going to miss most, especially in that moment, was being a member of the team, especially with guys that I was in school with every day that I had grown quite close to. We were friends. We had common interests. We had a common goal. There's something about being in the dugout or being on the bench that brings people together. And so, because I still wanted to do that, I was lucky enough, the coach set up, well, I I need a team manager for my junior and senior year, and it was awesome. It was all the perks of being on the team without having to be on the team. Uh, And it it was fantastic. It was a wonderful thing for me to do, uh, to keep that communion, to keep that community going. It was something that my soul desired at a very deep level. I think all of us, at the end of the day, brothers and sisters, desire community. The human soul desires community. It desires relationship. But I dare say on a deeper level, even more than community, it desires communion. A communion of giving and receiving of of another. Vulnerability and intimacy, a sharing of life. It's what I got to experience with my buddies for 12 plus years in the dugout on the baseball field. Something that we all desire in various ways. And that communion, that uniting with one another for a common cause. And so if communion is what we desire and what we are made for, then the opposite of communion, namely isolation, is what we fear and what we dread. Because if we have isolation, there is no way for us to love. Communion necessarily leads to love. We cannot love another if we are not in communion with them in some way, shape, or form. It might be surface level, sure, but love, it, it has its roots in communion. And I would argue that the root of human anxiety and even wretchedness is loneliness and an absence of love. This loneliness, it leads to so many other things that afflict the human spirit nowadays. And so this might resonate with us a little bit. After all, it's why we create systems and structures to have the most connected society of all time. And we tell one another all so often, you are a member of a group, you are a member of a community, you're a member of a family, you're a member of a team, you're a member of a collective. And those are all good things. But there's one caveat in all of that, or maybe one fatal flaw, so to speak. All of these collectives, all of these communities of which we are a part, are only for while we are alive. Think about it. I won't be a Cardinal fan in heaven. I won't be a member of the United States Golf Association or even a U.S. citizen or a member of SLU High's baseball program. All of those bonds at the hour of death are severed. We are released from the collective, all of the communities and groups of which we have formed during our time on earth. 
And sure, we might have been members of groups and organizations during our time on this world, but we leave this world, so to speak, by ourselves, as individuals, separated from the collective communities we worked so hard to foster in this world. And if our entire earthly lives have only been spent building up earthly community, if that is all we have been working toward, then when death comes, it is the ultimate isolation, the thing we fear the most, the source of our anxiety and fear and hopelessness. Death can be the destroyer of all that we love and of love itself. In many ways, that is how our world operates when we are confronted with death. But I was reading a beautiful reflection this week from our late Holy Father, Pope Benedict XVI, that really spoke to this on a deeper level. He said this, What man needs more than anything is a communion that goes beyond that of the collective, a unity that reaches deep into the heart of who we are and endures even in and through death. The unity and communion we require has to account for death. And it is there that it will find its truest confirmation if it can endure beyond death itself. So this goes to show us, brothers and sisters, that the greatest communion that we can work for, the greatest communion with which we could strive, is our communion with our God. The one who created us, who gave us the breath of life, who knows us better than we know ourselves and loves us with a father's heart. To have faith and to believe in the goodness of our God is to believe in a God who desires to be in communion with us for eternity. Who never wants us to be isolated or separated from him. And in so many ways, brothers and sisters, this is what St. Paul is talking about in our second reading today. He begins by saying, we do not want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, about those who have fallen asleep, so that you may not grieve like the rest who have no hope. There's something different about how the Christian responds to death and how the Christian approaches death. Because to believe in God is to see our communion not ending, but continuing And if anything, growing even more resolute with our God. At the heart of Christian hope, brothers and sisters, is an awareness that we are still called to be in communion with God even after death. And more so, that those who have died are still united with us here on earth through the gift of faith. And St. Paul talks about don't be unaware Well, Christian hope is the opposite of being unaware. It is being fully aware. Having those who have died with us, united in prayer, in so many ways in our Catholic faith. Most prominently, they are united with us here at Mass, at the Eucharist, where the whole church is here, the church militant on earth, the church suffering in purgatory, and the church triumphant in heaven. They are all here. I mean, we call the church the communion of saints, do we not? And the Eucharist is communion, holy communion with our God. We experience the tiniest taste of what that heavenly communion is like while still on this earth. And so our communion with God and our communion with the saints, 
The communion of saints endures in this life and in the life to come. It is the communion which we are made for. Communion that eases the anxiety that we might experience when death approaches for us or for someone that we love. Knowing in faith that they are still united with God and with us. Again, St. Paul further talks more than once in this reading about how God takes us to himself. Our God wants to relieve us of what scares us and gives us so much anxiety. And St. Paul ends with these beautiful words, Thus we shall always be with the Lord. So this St. Paul is saying, Thus we shall always have communion. Thus we shall always be loved by our God. And therefore console one another with these words. Our communion with our God, brothers and sisters, is the most consoling thing we can have. Especially in grief over loss. The communion with our Lord is enough for us to sustain Christian hope even as we face death ourselves. We're in a time of year, brothers and sisters, where our Holy Mother Church in her wisdom calls us to reflect on death. We see nature dying around us. It's getting darker a little bit earlier, getting a little colder. The liturgical year is coming to an end. Let us enter into these weeks with hearts filled with hope. Hope for what lies beyond this world. Hope for our brothers and sisters who have died. Hope for our eternal salvation. Hope that we will be forever united with our God, who desires not for us to be in eternal isolation, but remain forever in communion with him in heaven.